What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I'm back because there's a hell of a lot of young talent that I wished I was surrounded by 10 years ago. So in saying that, I sit back and I say, well, hell, they're there now, so why aren't you? Here I am. One year later. I'm old and I'm fucking tired and I work with fucking children. <laughs> I'm tired of wrestling these kids that think they, uh, they know everything. Um, you know. I'm back because... Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's Pastel Down. You straight punk bitch! I mean, you're just gonna replace me. Shut up! Miranda Morales. The biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere! Why do I have to have a buzzer? You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. The opening little sound clip didn't want to work there for a minute, and, and then it did work, and then it wanted to keep playing, and then, of course, the actual show opening finally kicked in. So that was fun. This is the Greg DeMarco Show. My name is Greg DeMarco. His name is Patrick O'Dowd. You haven't heard him yet, but he's here. We are ta- – oh, man, we're going to have so much fun today. ChairShot Radio Network, ChairShot.com. Always use your head. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at ChairShot Media. At Chair Shot Greg, at Wrestling Realist, W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist. And there is one in Patrick for the Wrestling Realist, Patrick O'Dowd. Patrick, it's Tuesday, September 6th, 2022. And I am so excited about today's show. Because, <laughs> like, like the moment, like, you know, stuff's going on in wrestling anyway. Huge weekend, right? Labor Day week in 2022. WWE has Clash at the Castle, they have NXT Worlds Collide, and then AEW has All Out, which featured the very well done return of MJF. Like, that's something that I think is lost in all of this. Like, the dude, that return I thought was pretty well done. I didn't like the reveal of him being back to be on on screen instead of just live in the arena at first. I would have had him remove the mask, like, in the ring or whatever. But, hey, that's small stuff that's not on my playlist. But overall... um. Him showing up was great, but ain't nobody fucking talking about that because of a guy that we just heard a little snippet of, one, as you like to call him, Phil, CM Punk, went full CM Punk on everybody during the post-show media scrum, 
I hate the word scrum. It's just the dumbest fucking word ever. Scrum. And 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 it the scrum met the dumbest fucking ever description that I just mentioned. Because he went full CM Punk and now here we are and uh so anybody's talking about is the shit CM Punk said after All Out and and the apparent altercation backstage where punches and at least one chair was thrown by Wednesday. We won't even know who works for the company anymore. All kinds of crazy shit, Patrick O'Dowd, which means you get to talk bad about CM Punk. And that's why I'm excited. Yeah, you know, fucking Phil. And frankly, I'm just kind of exhausted with the guy yeah. at this point. Like, that's the thing that just kind of is infuriating about this. And I and I tweeted about this, you know, one of my rare wrestling realist tweets, which was mostly which was mostly liked and endorsed, where I basically was like, I don't understand like people defending Phil with like what aboutism, like what about such and such, because they're an asshole too. And it's like that doesn't really change that that phil has been a, an asshole for quite some time now it's and the one stan who, who jumped in who was like this is purposely vague and has no evidence and blah 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 and i'm like i didn't respond but if you haven't followed the career of phil brooks over the last two decades and if if you followed him and you don't know that he is a locker room cancer and a toxic human being who is only out for himself and is a whiny man child when he doesn't get his way and then pisses and moans and shits all over the hand that feeds him as if he's some sort of victim. And, and, and like, if you, if you don't follow that and know that well-documented thing that I, that I got nothing for you. And it's it, the, the whole thing was so bizarre to me when you see like what the launching point was that it seemed to be pretty unprovoked. Uh, in the scrum, in the sense of like he's talking about uh, Cabana before moving on to Adam Page, and then you know bitching and moaning about these young wrestlers. It like it it was just all over there, and it was like all over the place, and it was just angry and weird. And then you know we're supposed to believe. I love the fight um, accounts as they continue to change and grow. By the time it's all over the young bucks will have forcibly ripped the wall off of the dressing room to get to honk and a steel before steel bit the head completely off of Kenny Omega. And Omega is now just a headless body walking around as an EVP uh, of AEW. And yeah, it's just, it's the, this is great for the internet, right? Like this is this is great for the internet to to be able to to let their their speculation imagines run wild. All the Melters and Alvarez's and wannabe Melters and wannabe Alvarez's and Sean uh, Sean Saps and all those guys, all those guys getting all the clicks today, um, and not for the and I and you're right, not even for the right reasons. Like we should be talking about MJF. Right. Like that's what Absolutely. we should be talking about today. And instead we're talking about Phil Brooks throwing yet another temper tantrum. Uh we're speculating on what you know, they the internet's speculating on if he's gonna get fired, if he's gonna get suspended, who's gonna walk. You're getting taken in by fake press releases. Like the whole world is on fire. And that fake press release, I mean is very thing, well done, by it, the way. Except well the whole done. like they've never used real names before in a press release, right, but right. who knows. What got me was I want Hangman Page to go to WWE. <laughs> so I was right, like, right, I know. oh, goody, yay. And then, you know, I was like, wait, this is obviously fake. So, yeah, who knows? What's weird is that they put everybody's name in parentheses except the Young Bucks. They just listed their name right. and didn't put, like, Nick Jackson in parentheses, Nick Massey. They just called him. So that was one, you know, faux pas right there. But you never know with, with – I mean, this is the same company who allegedly sent Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon an email, said don't tamper with our talent which is an illegal thing. So it, who knows? You just never. And I'm sure the actual email they sent didn't use the word tampering, but the internet's stupid. Right. I don't know. So let me go back because, because you described a bunch of it, but we also have that footage. And so let's listen in on exactly what Phil 
CM Punk had to say during this presser, and then we'll talk some more. My time, and this is a fucking business. Uh, why I'm a grown-ass adult man, and I decide not to be friends with somebody is nobody else's fucking business. But my friends, if I fall backwards, will catch me. Scott Colton, I felt, never would have. My problem was I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that did not want to see me at the top. Okay? You call it jealousy. You call it envy. Whatever the fuck it is. My relationship with Scott Colton ended long before I paid all of his bills. I have every receipt. I have every invoice. I have every email. I have the email where he says, and I quote, I agree to go our separate ways. I will get my own lawyer and you do not have to pay anymore. That's an email that I have. The only reason the public did not see is because when I finally had to counter sue him through discovery, we discovered he shared a bank account with his mother. That's a fact. And as soon as we discovered that fact and we subpoenaed old Marsha, he sent the email, oh, can we please drop all this? Now, it's 2022. I haven't been friends with this guy since at least 2014, late 2013. And the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target and they spread lies and bullshit and, and put into a media that I got somebody fired when I have fuck all to do with him. Want nothing to do with him. Do not care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps. And the fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. And if y'all are at fault, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. But what did I ever do in this world to go to deserve an empty headed fucking dumb fuck like hangman adam page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself for what what did i do dave what did i ever do didn't do a goddamn thing i love how we asked dave at the end like there's two daves there's 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 three no yeah there's dave share which i can't remember what site he's from and of course there's dave Meltzer. I'm going to guess he was talking to Dave Meltzer. I haven't heard him much about Dave Sherry recently. I don't know if he's still a thing. Uh, I believe he's with Mike Johnson at The Insider. But um, supposedly that was the question that was asked. That was like the first question in the press conference. It was asked by Nick Houseman from Wrestling Inc. And who who is, I guess, friends with Punk. So, and Punk like asked him, I guess, first if he had any questions. So, the whole thing seems like that was planned, like Punk wanted to talk about it, but then complained about having to talk about it. And then he went into the other stuff. Like right. he transitioned to talking about the Young Bucks, and then he transitioned to talking about Adam Page. And and what's crazy is that it's, it's you know, it's like I'm a grown-ass adult. Like he literally like just goes in this whole thing about Colt Cabana. Of course, he doesn't call him Colt Cabana. He calls yeah. him Scott Colton. I think he's got his timeline messed up. He said late 2013 or early 2014. He didn't walk out of the Royal Rumble match until 2014. So, and I think that the, the podcast happened later that year. And then you had the lawsuits and all the other stuff. So it's probably more like late 2014, early 2015. Either way, I don't know. All I know is that guy just got crowned your world champion. <laughs> moments before this promo, moments before this this interview, and he's just he's out here airing dirty laundry, man. Like it's unprofessional. It's it's never right. th- look. Some of it could be right. Some of it could be factual. Some of it could be be he's okay to say what he's saying in terms of internally. But it's the face of your company. Yeah, and it's just like, what does that serve? Like, what are you trying to do? With like, what's the point? Because the the thing that I found really, really interesting, and I know you've commented on this too, is everybody starts screaming work, 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 work. Which we do. What is sure? But what what's the work there? Like, what is the story? Because because I'm sorry, if it's a story, it makes no. It's it's a stupid story that makes no goddamn sense and doesn't work 
Well, I mean, maybe it does for that that fan that wants it all to be like real and like grounded in whatever. But it it's it comes off as petty, stupid, and childish. Um, it does. You know, does 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 this? If if you think this is a work, you think this is going to drive people to watch television tonight when this podcast airs? Like, it might. But for but for what? Like, what's what's the end game? To, to to talk about Eric Bischoff, like what what is what's the goal there? It's the same end game Eric Bischoff had with the NWL. There isn't one. Right. I'm sure the end game is going to be because here's the thing. Could could you immediately turn this into an angle? You could because you've got oh, Punk absolutely. with all his BS. You, you can do Punk and Omega. You can get Punk and and you can even you know A Steel can put the tights on again and he can wrestle and and you can do Punk A Steel and the Young Bucks and now you have MJF with more shit to complain about because he just came back he just did the big return and Punk stole the spotlight from him which is a point that I want to get to at some point soon and right. and that's where where we're at that all said I don't think it's a work I'm not in that camp at all because I do think while I could spin it into what you do with it as an angle, I just think I'm focusing on a very small part of this. Overall, it's shit if it's if it's a work because you made your company look bad, you you made Tony look bad, you make all the characters look bad, like you make everybody look bad in the process. And and it it's so so if it's a work, man, is it an ill advised work and just proves that they really have no fucking idea what they're doing if it's a, if right. it's a work in terms of like truly what they're doing in this business cuz some people are like oh it's revolutionary no no that's not revolutionary yeah. at all no that's it's bad they, who's who's running this fucking company like who's who's running this company true like true right and that's bad because what we're, what we're not talking about, and we would have, is so last week, and and even the week before, Bobby Fish goes crazy on CM Punk for one kick that he threw that looked horrible, and just going on and on and on about a week after making all these great comments about Triple H, and and basically right. Bobby Fish became fearless Bobby Fish, which would be his name if he shows up anywhere else. And and just goes on and on and on about CM Punk, knowing damn well his contract is up the following week. Doesn't get renewed. Now he's free to go wherever he wants. I haven't seen NXT yet tonight. Maybe he shows up there. Maybe he doesn't. Bobby Fish will be back in WWE sometime soon if he isn't already. And and that's probably what he do. He bitches CM Punk, and and that's what happened. And and it's it's and I think that's why the fake report talked about how Hangman Page wasn't in the company anymore because CM Punk bitching right. about Hangman Page and, and the things that he's done. Um, and, and Punk already went into business for himself against Hangman Page to make him look bad in a promo after yeah. all that. So that's kind of where, where we're at now. And Hangman Page was barely anything. He, he was in a random six-man tag. Well, not a random, but you know the tournament finals for the Trios Championships on the pay-per-view with the Young Bucks and yeah. Kenny Omega, which of course the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega won. And the whole thing is just like it's god awful, and and it, it's it's totally unprofessional. Um, and I just I just don't know. Like some people say, Punk's gonna be gone from the company from this, and and I guess we can go there next. I see what you're doing with your head. Do you think that Tony Khan would fire CM Punk over this? Uh, I I don't see it because Tony Khan is such a he's such a mark for all this stuff. Like, I just don't, I, I don't see it because I, I think he, like, even, you know, you know, people were talking about looking at his faces and, like, his reactions to, like, everything Punk was doing. I think he, like, I bet you he thinks that's why he brought CM Punk into the company. And so why would I get rid of him? I don't know so that he thinks I, that's why he brought CM Punk into the company. No, no, but you know what I mean? Like, that sort of, like, here's the thing is that sort of tirade shit is kind of some of the stuff that makes punk a big deal yeah in the minds of in the minds of his fans like that you can like because i can because i can argue this is terrible behavior and the fans are like yeah he's sticking it to him and it's like but is he though like 
But I, yeah. yeah, so I don't, I don't know. And I also just don't think that, you know, we've talked about this. Only Tony Khan knows what he's doing. And, you know, I'm reading, I read something today that he's talking to Tony Schiavone about how to manage the locker room because Tony was there in 2000 when Nitro was, was going nuts. And I don't even <sighs> know if somebody was making that up because it sounds funny or, right. or what. But, like, if, if that's even remotely true, which I don't know that I believe it. In fact, I don't. Like, that's where we've gone. And why Tony Schiavone, like, if that's the case? I mean, maybe right. he's too embarrassed to talk to, I don't know, Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, Anderson. Big Show, Mark Henry, Christian, William Regal. Right. That's just six names that I just read off. I tweeted, like, ten of them the other day. And I'm leaving out per- Sting. I'm leaving out names like Matt Hardy, because he's a dumb fuck. And, and right. you know, people like that. John Moxley, like, he's a fucking world-class citizen right now. Right. And and just put CM Punk over after squashing him a week and a half ago. Like it's just insane to me where we're at. Um and I don't I don't know, like I wanna say he wouldn't let CM Punk go, but I don't know because if the Young Bucks and Omega are like, we're done, we're out. Right. And I don't know if they can, I don't know what their deals are, I don't know when their deals are up. And and Tony yeah. Khan, I mean, he supposedly won't let Malachi Black out of his contract, you know, and, and, and now he's being the dick that everyone says, well, you know, the same people that would tell WWE to release people now are going to defend Tony Khan. Well, they're under contract. It's 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 all yeah. just, just god-awful stupid, you know, and, and who knows? It seems like he might have given Malachi Black time off based on the booking of the pay-per-view. I don't know. Uh, and, and if so, if he needs it, if he feels like he needs it for his mental health, great. So be it. Take all the time you need. Mental health is, is priority number one. And, but in this case, like Tony Khan is just fucking crazy. And his company has gone off the rails big time. And look, if this is a big elaborate work, I'll be happy being stupid because it's a stupid work. If it's a big elaborate work right? and, and I'll be wrong and whatever, and I won't care. But I just don't think it is like there's too many things like where some of the journalists out there, the news with a Z journalists have talked to the police who responded to a work. I doubt it. Right. Right. Like right. if they didn't yeah, talk exactly. to the police or this isn't a work. I don't think this is a work. I don't believe it's a work. I don't, I'm not just, just not in that camp right now that this is a work and I won't be. Well, um, and I think the people who are screaming work, it's it's something we've talked about before. Uh, they they want it to be a work because you can't face the reality if it's not. I, and I agree with you. They want it to be a work because it's just like wrestling news, right? They they'll believe whatever they want to be true, and they want this to be a work because they don't want to think that that, that CM Punk did this on his own volition. When so I posted this in in the chair shot group on Facebook, um, someone edited the video out. So you just see Tony Khan while punk is talking and it's hilarious. Like all of his facial expressions, mm-hmm. all the reactions, things that punk said, oh, yeah, it's good stuff. like he's freaking the fuck out. And I don't think he's that good of an actor. So I don't think that it's work. Uh, but if it is, so be it, whatever it's wrestling. Here's part of, of my problem with all of this. And, and part of why I think, Punk did this. Do I believe that Punk believes everything he said? Yes, I do. Here's the other thing. CM Punk just went out there and and won the world title in AEW for the second time. It was basically a 10-day-long, you know, retribution angle, right? He got squashed, two dynamites before right. the pay-per-view, came back, a steal, cut the promo of a lifetime, dropped an F-bomb, probably got fined for it or did get fined for it. Gets Punk in the title match, Punk wins, right? It's a story that should have taken six months to tell and they did it in 10 days. Um, but whatever. And Punk knew that the only thing that anybody was going to be talking about was MJF. And I think there's some uh-huh. of that motivation in this too. That Punk was a little pissed that it was booked as such that he wasn't going to be the one hogging the spotlight when this was over with. And so I think there's that yeah. motivation too. And then it just went crazy. And that's why I think he might have had Nick Houseman ask him about Cole Cabana because he wanted to steal those headlines. 
And then maybe, you know, sometimes you're like, I'm going to do something. And then it goes way further than you thought it was going to go. Um, that happens in life. And I think that is part of what happened uh, on, on Saturday night, on Sunday night. So I do think that's a thing as well. Um, but this whole thing just went off the rails and went off the rails quick. And I don't know what to do or what to think, but, but here's the, the biggest point to me is, is quite simple, dude. See how punk's an asshole. Like very much so. Even if you agree with the things he's saying, even with the I'm a grown ass man with a bunch of kids who couldn't manage a target, whatever, even if it's true, he's out there saying, Come talk to me if you have a problem. And then he's <laughs> fucking going out there like blasting people. Not doing right. his what he's told other people to do. It's 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 like people have said in the past a million times, like it's okay for CM Punk when it's, you know, when he's in the right, when he's the one who's got all the attention. Yeah. Oh, I'm just, I'm raising my hand because I've been spouting this for years. Yes. And you've been correct for years in, in yeah. spouting this. So not, not that we've argued over it. There's, it's not no. like you've been like banging the drum for Phil Brooks uh, for years and years and years. It's, it's just, it's staggering to me that this is still news in the way that it is. He, of course, Absolutely, I think it's one thousand percent true that he did this to to take away from MJF's return moment because it's the same shit he pulled. Like, it's funny we go back and we we wax poetic about the pipe bomb interview and how great that was, and, and it was. It was this great story that right. turned into a work because of the WWE, you know, gave him the mic, took it, and ran a story with it. But then when he was champion for over 400 days, he got pissy when he wasn't the last match every fucking show, including WrestleMania. And, like, I get some resentment. You were also the fucking champion for 400-some days. Yeah. Before having to give up the belt to, I'm sorry, The Rock. Like, oh, no. How sad for you. But I get that, too, because The Rock wasn't even a full-time performer at the time. So I understand. Oh, no. Not the guy who makes a shit ton more money and brings in a shit ton more money. Like, he taught, he, he sat there and spouted business. Right. In that in that interview, you know why The Rock goes over. But Punk doesn't, because Punk thought he was the biggest star. And Punk thought if he was focused on as the biggest star, he would drive the biggest business. I think he legitimately believes that. Right. Oh, I know, I know. But we, we both know that that's not Oh, true. yeah. You and I are smart enough to know that. Phil is not. And and I'm okay calling him Phil at this point. You know, that's that's the one Thank thing you. I've argued Welcome. with is that we can't call him Phil, but yeah, fuck him. At this point he's Phil. And Phil. that's just what he's Phil just has to deal with. Because he's just and and it's what's funny is that and, and people couldn't see it. The 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 very the, the promo that we opened the show with, where it was one year ago versus now, and, and the the change in Punk's attitude and the things that he's saying, he also looks completely different. A year yeah. ago, he looked in better shape. His beard was trimmed. His hair looked better. Everything. He looks in a year like he's aged 15 years. And right. that to me jumps out as well. Like, and just everything that went on, like, I just think that it's, it's, you know, I think he's changed. I think the excitement that he had for coming back was lost. Even when he made his return on WB backstage, like, that was. Even then, that was a very different CM Punk. And what's crazy to think that he almost signed with WWE last summer before Tony Khan tripled his offer, I don't think he would have made it a year in WWE, especially with Vince in charge. Nevertheless, Triple H in charge. I just can't can't imagine how some of that would have gone. I want to play another clip. This one is from – we've talked about it before, and it's an older clip, and, and it's kind of funny. Here it is. Uh, let me pull it up because for me it didn't pull up. People will recognize it right away. Stuff that we've talked about more in the past. Let me for that. Oh, change. save me! You want to be the catalyst as long as it benefits you. I am sick to death of listening to you talk to how you're doing all of this for them. Yeah, there are a lot of people out there. Maybe half of them agree with what you're saying. The other half. 
They don't give a damn. You know what, punk? Some of these people actually like the WWE. Some of these people dig it. They tune in every week. They love what they see. They come here to have a good time. They like it the way it is. Can it be better? Sure, it can be better. That's right. And that's my job, to make it better. But when you talk about being the catalyst for change, really what you mean is you will only accept change if it means CM Punk is on top. Because unless CM Punk is the guy, the man, that's not enough change for you. That's not really what you want. See, you're no different than anybody else that's ever been in this business, including me. We're a lot alike. We did what we had to do to get on top. The difference is I looked everybody in the eye and told you, I'm going to step on you. I'm going to walk through you to get to the top. You, you don't have the balls to do it. What you did is you backdoor your way around. You try to do it by being a martyr. Kind of seems accurate. Right? Kind of seems dead. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, we, we've played this, we've played this clip more than once uh, on yeah. this show. So, with good uh, reason. Yeah, and it it just gets every time Phil speaks, it just gets reinforced. It's about it Phil. It's about Phil. It and is. I don't even know that I have any more to say about it. Like he's just yeah. I don't know. And he has I, the I opportunity I, to take a star I, like MJF and launch him into the stratosphere. And I'm right. interested to see if it happens. Yeah, because it could be the biggest program in the history of the company if we did it right. Even though they already did it. Like, that's they, the bad part. Like, they already did but it. But better. But better now. And and, and they, this is the thing. The two people that MJF could work with, Moxley and Punk, he's already worked with. He's already had pay-per-view right. feuds with them. And and so you got to redo it a little bit and, and make it a little bit different. But And and they changed the MGF, the MJF thing around a little bit, but not the CM Punk thing. It's just very, very interesting and very, very... Kind of crazy. We'll see. So let's do this. We're going to go to commercial and we're going to come back. I got another clip to play and then we'll see what we do next. So we'll be right back after this commercial. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. We're back on the Greg DeMarco Show. Greg DeMarco, Patrick O'Dowd. This week's edition featuring Greg DeMarco. Marco, Patrick O'Dowd, and CM Punk. And we are very excited to talk about this topic. So I want to play another clip from our good, oh, a good friend of the program. Good friend of the program, Tony Khan. You've heard this one too. It's just a 20 second clip of, man, it's telling. God, it's so telling. It's still the, the number is the number, and I have to face the competition out there. But when I compare myself to Jim Crockett Promotions this weekend, I think I got a taste of the same medicine Jim Crockett Promotions took. But I have a lot more fucking money than Jim Crockett did. And I'm not going to get – I'm serious. I'm not going to sit back and take this fucking shit. I, I just – I'm sorry I'm laughing at the person. He, 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 he sure did take a lot of shit this weekend. Uh, but he's not, and this was at the, like, this was after the fact. So this was after all, right, the CM right, Punk right. stuff opened 
open the open oh, the no, 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 no. I get the it. number is the number and I have to face the competition out there. But when I compared myself to Jim Crockett promotions this weekend, I think I got a taste of this. This was, by the way, this was in response to somebody asking him about the buy rate for right. all out and the buy rate he expected. And obviously he doesn't know what the final buy rate is going to be, but he knows where it's trending. He knows how it's projecting. So I'm thinking based on his response that it's not trending as high as he had hoped, which might happen when you don't book your main event until like four days beforehand. Um, right. And everybody will run out there and try to defend and point out to all the times WWE booked a match, the week of the pay-per-view, the day of the pay-per-view, whatever. It usually wasn't the world title main event. And right. here we are. It's still the, the number is the number, and I have to face the competition out there. But when I compared myself to Jim Crockett Promotions this weekend, I think I got a taste of the same medicine Jim Crockett Promotions took. But I have a lot more fucking money than Jim Crockett did. And I'm not going to get – I'm serious. I'm not going to sit back and take this fucking shit. You know, so this is and, – and I almost had this conversation. Um, as you know, as plenty of people know, I was at a wedding this weekend. Um Played a large role in it. Tune in next week. I think next week. I don't know. Based on the text messages I'm getting. For the hashtag Miranda show when we talk about said wedding and IZW Psycho Circus. So strap in for that one. It's going to be a long show. But some of these topics of wrestling came up. And um, and we were talking about why people promote. And I had a conversation with a wrestler a few years ago. And he talked about that. Why people promote. Some people promote to make money. It is a business. Some people promote because they're a jaded wrestler and they didn't like how they were booked, so they want to put themselves on top. And some people promote for the glory of of promoting. And to me, it's obvious at this point, Tony Khan is is promoting for the glory of promoting. And he is out there trying to win, trying to to, you know, be the best, be on top, and come up with reasons why he's not, if and when he's not, which he's not. And and that's why you make statements like this. And and last year he talked about how, you know, they were the only company that run on Labor Day weekend, which isn't true because all the indies run around them, but he's not talking about that. WB ran. Right, right. And, and, and Patrick, I don't know if you've watched Clash of the Castle or Worlds Collide. I'm pretty sure you didn't watch Worlds Collide. Um, I actually, true story, have the main event paused upstairs in the not basement studio. Okay, of which one? Of Clash of the Castle. Damn good match. Just, All of them were. Just, I haven't, yeah, I haven't started. I just got to the entrance. Do you remember Rumble. when Clash of the Castle took place? You mean this this recent one? Yes. Friday, right? Saturday. Right, Saturday. This is the time difference. But then... Saturday, then, both. Um, no matter which country you're in, it was on Saturday. It oh, was okay. it was like I, one o'clock for you and nighttime for for the folks in. Got the, you, because I mean I was at work, so yeah. like I was sort of paying attention. So Saturday afternoon, World's Collide was World's Collide was Sunday. Sunday afternoon, and then and then all out or whatever was Monday. All out was Sunday night or Sunday night. Sunday yes. night, yeah. So does that sound like competition? Not really, considering if you have a Peacock account, you're, right, you're, not, it's free. you're not taking business away. He's comparing himself to Jim Crockett, right? Vince McMahon oh, puts Survivor Starcade. Series at the same day and time as Starcade and told pay-per-view companies they couldn't carry Starcade if they were going to carry WWE pay-per-views. Right. According to the stories that have been told. A lot, I don't believe Triple H put Clash of the Castle out there on pay-per-view and told companies you got to carry this over all out. Which I mean, at this point, with, pay-per-view companies might not do. How long, how long has Clash of the Castle been on the books? Because was Triple H even in charge when Clash of the Castle was a known thing to be happening? I heard something, a, a random off comment. Yeah, I don't know if it was a Triple H interview with Ariel Hawani that I'm 55 minutes or 50 minutes into and want to finish because it's been great, or if it's something else. But they they referenced Clash of the Castle, and they referenced yeah. when it first came up using the phrase "last year." Right. Like you don't run a stadium in Wales on like two months' notice. It just exactly. doesn't happen that way. Not only that. Yeah. 
But it's come up through through you know <clears throat> news reports, or whatever, and and it's the kind of news reports that are probably accurate when they're reported. That the people who run that stadium went to WWE and wanted to do the event, not the other way yeah. around. It's like WrestleMania 17. The Astrodome went to WWE and was like, "Look, we'll give this thing to you for pennies on the dollar on the cost if you just run a fucking event here." And they ran WrestleMania, what many people call the greatest WrestleMania of all time. And now cities are bidding for WrestleMania years in advance and giving the WWE the greatest deal possible because of the economic impact, which I'm sure the same thing happened in Wales. So I doubt this motivation was, let's fuck Tony Khan. Right. This motivation was, let's try, you know, let's do this event for the first time in 30 years, a stadium in, in the UK. You know, on pay-per-view. Yep. Like, that's where it came from. And he's trying to turn himself into a martyr. Like, you know, Triple H called CM Punk. And then when he starts going, you know, I got a lot more fucking money than they do. Like, that to me says you're not trying to run a successful business. You're trying to beat WWE. Right. And uh, yep. it could happen. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. I, uh... I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. I don't. Again, and I think this just goes all the way back to the the question I asked it when we really kind of got into this: Who's really running this fucking show, and how are they running it? Uh, yeah, because I want to beat the WWE with the product. Like, and here's the thing: is we haven't talked about. Like, I didn't. I didn't watch all out. I didn't see the show. Right, me neither. I don't know how the rest of the show went. Uh, I don't know if it was reviewed well. I don't. I don't know. What I can tell you is that what they're doing right now is not even in the same stratosphere as what the WWE is doing right now, and the the headlines coming out of your event aren't the kind of headlines that are sustainable outside of a show and this has been an AEW problem no matter what they've done you know whether it's this sort of shoot stuff or a storyline or a person coming back or whatever it's it's very much like a one show boost of anything and then it just goes right back down to the people that are going to watch it till the bitter end oh here's the thing it can go on forever because if if impact wrestling has shown you anything you can go on forever but you just aren't right. going to compete with it. You're just not going to be the competition. Even if Warner Media said, fuck it, we're out, like they would right. find another way. Even if they just distributed right. it online, they, they would not go away for that right, reason. Right. And, and Tony's too and, stubborn. Right. And, and, you're three, and you're three years in and we're still, you're, you're no longer the rebel that people want to get to get behind, in my, in my opinion. Right. Like you're no longer there. You are now starting to come off as petulant and noisy um and you oh, really haven't developed much like you have like you, you you made the joke of lol the young bucks and kenny omega win right like that's a problem like that's a problem yeah it is no it definitely is you're right and and here we are they're the trio champions and someone said they might lose him this week as punishment and punk might be fired and they need a new world champion again and, and who like who knows but why do people think losing a belt or, or losing a title is a punishment? Well, here's so years ago, I saw the stand. Oh no, comedian. I know the history. But right. anyway, go ahead. So years ago, I saw the stand-up comedian, and he used to tell this joke that you know he'd get in trouble, and his parents would send him to his room, and he's like, "Well, great, all my shit's in my room. Like, you want to punish me? Send me to your room. There's nothing there for me to do." To punish someone, you've got to take away something that's important to them. While you and I wouldn't see taking the belts away as punishment for the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega would see that as punishment. They would feel punished. They would feel the emotional impact of a punishment if you took the trio's titles away from them. As stupid as we think that is, that's a know your audience thing right there. You're going to punish them. You've got to take away something that means something to them. And that's the titles. Now... Whether that's true or not, I don't know. And, and whether that's going to happen or not, we'll find out in the next 24 to 48 hours, depending on even longer with Rampage. Who knows, right? Um, here's what I would do, right? Because 
I love to take wrestling and, and book forward, right? I can't go backwards, okay? So keeping everything as it is now, Tuesday night, you know, Dynamite's tomorrow, and and say we fire CM Punk, okay? Which I don't think is a terrible idea. He has not impacted your business so much that you can't get rid of him, especially when you got people like Daniel Bryan Danielson running around who had a, a great match supposedly with Chris Jericho that no one even thinks about at this point. Um and Jericho could say shit like Punk doesn't get away with it because it's Jericho and everyone's like, this guy's just a company shill, whereas Punk's a shill for himself. I would fire Punk, say Punk's fired, right? I'd go out on Dynamite on Wednesday night and I'd give the title back to John Moxley. And and now that's that's in wrestling terms, he didn't earn it. It was handed to him. And he's not going to want that. But make that the story. Make John Moxley... Listen to somebody telling him, you need to carry this company because of everything that's happened. We just got rid of the guy who beat you for the title, who you beat 10 days ago. Take this title and carry the company and have John Moxley say, I hate this, but I'm going to turn this into something I deserve and have him do like a month plus of open challenges where he's beating people every single week leading up to Grand Slam in New York City where maybe he wrestles Daniel Bryan Danielson or... You know, Claudio Castagnoli or somebody like that that will get that reaction, get that match, and and people would be excited about. It. I'd go with Daniel Bryan Danielson because Claudio, you know, he holds a title there already, and Daniel Bryan Danielson's a bigger name, and just rebuild it like that and and put it on John Moxley because even though John Moxley was in rehab, not yeah. all that long ago. He has been a model citizen and is is carrying the torch, whatever. And I don't know when his deal's up, but when his deal's up, he might be like, "Fuck it, I'm out." And go back because right yeah, now, tell me that's on a money program in WWE. Anything with Moxley, Rollins, and Reigns, whether he's Ambrose or not. Oh God, yeah. And I saw yeah, someone absolutely. on Twitter tried to say that Moxley would go back as a mid carder in WWE. Like, no, no, he w- no, look at Cody, no, silly rabbits. Cody yeah. went back and at the top of the card, like he made him at a pay per view. Uh, yeah, it's it's especially with Triple H in charge. Like, it would not go down that way at all. Um, you know, that uh, he might have to be called Dean Ambrose, but besides that, I think everything else is fine. Even though Rollins referred Dean, to him as Dean Moxley. fucking Ambrose. Yes. Dean, Dean fucking Ambrose. Ambrose. Dean fucking this is how you know that we're passionate about a topic. I haven't played hardly any sound bites during, right, during the right, show right. today. So there you go. Dean fucking Ambrose. Acknowledge me. So since we've beat this topic to death, Patrick O'Dowd, let's let's have a little fun. Shut your dumb mouth. You just made the list. And let's do the list because we were talking off air about what the topic was going to be for the list. I'm very excited about the topic that we came up with for the list. Right. I, I have one name on my list right now. You probably do too, but we could very easily build this list in almost no time at all. This week's list, wrestling assholes because why not this is only, it, I, that we're limiting it to six is is kind of a problem but you know. that's the point of the list it's a list it's not a top list it's just we're making a list you just made the list how yeah. we feel at this point in time in history at, at 7 13 or 10 13 eastern p.m on tuesday september 6 2022 when we record this you just made the list wrestling assholes if you don't know how the list works because we've been off air for three weeks we will take turns putting somebody on the list and then we will get them off of the list and or not get them off the list, but put the list in order. Patrick will go first, then me, and we'll take turns developing our six. And then I'll start with number one and we'll rank them down to six. And that's how we'll make the list. So Patrick O'Dowd, as I have the tra- handy to me notebook, wrestling assholes. And oh, I get to go first, right? Of course you do. Yes. Since I picked the topic. Um, you know, let's just get it out of the way. Let's let's get Phil Brooks on the list. He has to be on the list. He absolutely, like, we talked so we talked about him so much. There's just no way to not put the biggest whiny, petulant piece of shit man child Phil Brooks on the list. So he will be my first choice. There you go, CM Punk. You just made the list. I will go with. God, this is so hard because there's a name I want to put on there, but I'm not sure if he really is an asshole. So I'm going to wait and maybe make that decision later. So I am going to go, you know, 
I thought about this one, and I'm going to go there, even though because times change and, and people change, and there may not be a bigger fan of this person than me, a bigger mark for this person than me. I'm going to put Triple H on the list. Because oh. there was a time okay. where he was an asshole, and he admitted it in the promo that we talked about, or that we played a little while ago. So second on the list is Triple oh. H. Patrick Dowd, you get number three. Sure. Well, I'm going to put Triple H's best friend because you can't deny that Shawn Michaels was the biggest prick in wrestling for a good span there in the 90s. In fact, as I continue to listen to uh, Bruce Pritchard's podcast, yeah, uh, they talked about they talked about his 1997 year, and holy crap, holy crap, there's some good stuff. So Shawn there Michaels, there absolutely was. Shawn Michaels, you just made the list. I will go with. Trying to think of other assholes who have done things that are purely deplorable. Lots of stuff. I will go with our first WCW member of the list. And again, big fan. I will put Eric Bischoff on the list. Here's the thing that I found it that I find interesting about this. Because I, I had him as, as like on my long list of names. Some of these guys are assholes because they have to be assholes, though. Yeah. On some level. Uh, because as I sit here and look at the at this set of names that I have in front of me, and, you know, it is my last choice. But Eric Bischoff, I, there's no denying he was, he was an asshole, you know, running WCW. But it also is probably what made WCW what it, yeah. what it became in that period. And that's... That's hard to argue. I um, will this 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 time around. I will refrain from using a super old school name. Um, wow! Just because because I, I I want to put uh, if if I had an extra spot, Bill Watts would be on it. But I can't I can't not do Hulk Hogan. Okay. Like can't do like it, it doesn't work for me, brother. It's not the guy, brother. Uh, Bobby's not the guy, brother. He's not even though he was the guy and became the guy right away. But Hulk Hogan is number five on the list, which means I have to come up with number six on the list. And there are plenty of names that you can put on that list anywhere you want to, any way you want to. But I have to do it just because, and this has come out in the past day or two, people saying that he had to be a dick to keep his company in check. And that's what we're seeing Tony Khan deal with now. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah. You just made the list. So Bill Watts is a good one. Um, I thought about Chris Jericho for the list, but I feel like he does it like in almost like a comedic way. Right. That I'm okay with it. Um, so, so yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, yeah. The the thing is, is that again, I'll argue this with both of your your picks. Like to be the head man, mm-hmm. like it's that to be the man, you got to be the man, sort of thing. Like to be the man in a wrestling company, you got to be an asshole. At times, you do. Why Bill Watts made a lot of sense too. Like Bill Watts was a notorious racist piece of shit. Who you know, if you listen to Jim Ross, he'll he lionizes the guy as like you know being progressive because he had black people as a booker and as a right. champion is. Yet he was also like clearly using them to make money based based on like it, it was always about the bottom dollar. And, well, yeah. and and he was not a wonderful human being. And he was, and he was racist. And the, like he thought Junkyard Dog was a draw because he was black. Junkyard Dog was right. a draw because Junkyard Dog was a draw. And when Junkyard right. Dog left, and, and tried he really was, hard he to replace him with a black person. That jive shucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. And when he re- when he left, tried really hard to replace him with a black person. Just needed to replace him with somebody who was over his babyface. Didn't have to be somebody who was black because right. it was never about race exactly. when Junkyard Dog was over. Right. But it's almost taking away from Junkyard Dog. You're not an amazing performer. You're over because you're black. Like that's right. horrible and something that you shouldn't do to somebody. So, um, and any, and anybody who can insult Hank Aaron, um, do, I just kind of feel like that's an honorable mention and a half. So let's go to commercial and then we'll come back and we'll put this list in order on the Greg DeMarco show. 
This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, we are back and we are talking about the list. Wrestling assholes this week on the Greg DeMarco Show. You just made the list! So we're going to put the list in order. One through six. This is the second half of the list. I will go first. I will go with number one. We'll take turns and, and get it down in the order. So, Patrick O'Dowd, I am going to make number one the biggest asshole on this list, in my opinion, is the sixth person we added to the list, and that's Vince McMahon. Yeah. No argument there. Which brings you up for number two. Um, and I'm going to go with his dance partner that helped make him the most successful wrestling promoter in the United States, and that's Hulk Hogan. There we go. Asshole number two is Hulk Hogan. I am going to go ahead and get super current and make asshole number three CM Punk. Uh, and then I, yeah, I, I was really struggling with that because it's like, how soon is too soon? Is, right. Is this, is this recency bias? Like, what's going on? It's recency um, bias, but look, we got data going back to already, at least 2014 right. and, and right. even 2011. So, Right. Um, okay, so that brings it to me. I am going to do, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Shawn Michaels because uh, when he was at his worst before he found Jesus, he was really bad. And he will admit it too. He will admit it. Yeah. I this is actually tough between Triple H and Eric Bischoff. Both people I put on this yep. list, but would probably have been on there anyway, at least Eric Bischoff. And I'm gonna God, it's really difficult. I guess I'm gonna take motive into account and I'm gonna put Triple H number five because I think he did more of his assholiness for personal gain. And so I'm going to put Triple H number five. Right, which means Eric Bischoff will be our number six, which I'm sure if anybody listens and comments will say, you know, we're Eric Bischoff marks, and so that's why we put him number six at the bottom of our list. But whatever, yeah, fuck whatever. you. Exactly. Um, I, I think that he's been very upfront and honest in, in a lot yeah. of in, in recent years. I think a lot of these people, like the bottom, bottom half of our list, like, in, like Vince McMahon will never admit to any wrongdoing ever. Like, and, and correct, or or that he's an asshole in the way that we would describe him as an asshole. He would say he did what he needed to do, right, for the success. Of but he company. wouldn't acknowledge the asshole part. I think right. the others, save for CM Punk, would would it, would would can articulately explain why they did what they did, but would frame right. so in terms of I was an asshole and here's why. Vince would leave yeah. out the I was an asshole part, and so would CM Punk. He may not. I don't know. Either way, let's go down the list just to make sure everybody understands. Wrestling assholes this week, we have number one is Vince McMahon. Number two is Hulk Hogan. Number three is CM Punk. Number four is Shawn Michaels. Number five, Triple H. And number six, Eric Bischoff. Congratulations, gentlemen. You just made the list! You know who I almost put on the list? And then... Who? And then forgot and then didn't. I almost put Sasha Banks on the list. Nice. I know. That's a that good call. That would have pissed off. I had um, I had Russo and Cornette also. Good choices. Very, very good choices. I thought about X-Pac. I thought about Brock Lesnar. Um, but I just think they weren't the same caliber uh, of all these. I thought about Paul Heyman briefly, but like, yeah, he didn't pay people in ECW, but that was more of a business thing. And so, yeah. Gabe Zapolsky, if you know anything about his demeanor online and on message boards with people, anybody who criticized anything he ever did could could be a good option as well. So yeah. wonder if he'll yeah. get brought back in WWE with all these other people. Name has not I come mean, up at all. Huh. Maybe right. she maybe he should have been on a podcast with Conrad Thompson or just on Conrad <laughs> Thompson's network. As like right. both members of the Road Dog podcast are now reemployed by WWE. Road Dog I and know, his that's host. Hilarious. So yeah, I think there's there's something there, obviously. So, wonderful. Well, geez, I don't even know if there's anything left to talk about, Patrick O'Dowd. Here's the thing. Wrestling is 
it's a crazy business and I don't know. Sometimes I look at days like today and, and weekends like this one and and think wonder if we took it too seriously. Like I'm coming off of my own wrestling event, once again sold out, once again, no chairs left, all that great stuff. Everybody's loving it. Yeah. Then fast forward a week later, I'm literally standing in front of a hundred people, probably half of them involved in the wrestling business, performing a wedding between two people involved in the wrestling business. One person, all four of his groomsmen, professional wrestlers, um, and and worked a joke of that into the into the actual ceremony, and 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 it's all of these great things associated with the world of pro wrestling, and and then I look at this <laughs> and it's and, and WWE put on you know Clash of the Castle sixty plus thousand people, legitimate sixty plus thousand people. You know, gave right. them the moments they wanted, even though Drew McIntyre lost. Like, for some reason, Brits love singing American Pie. I didn't know that. But I had no idea huh. that, that was a thing. Um, but there they yeah, were. You'll see it when you finish watching the main event um, uh, of, of the show. And and Tyson Fury can, can sing. Who knew? Um, but it's just a lot of, of great things that are associated with World of Pro Wrestling. And then here we are. With, with, as Tony Khan liked to say, this fucking shit. And, and, and fucking shit sells. And, and I do think Dynamite this week will draw over a million viewers for the third week in a row because of this controversy. But it won't be anybody new. It won't be, they're not, they're not, you know, opening all these new eyes to their product. It's the same old people who just, you know, go in and out for whatever reason. And look, MJF wasn't bringing any new eyes either. Like, let's be honest. MJF is someone that you've got to build for six months to a year and introduce him to a wider spread audience, hopefully leveraging your relationship with Warner media, even though that might not be something that's available to you and how they wanted to want to use it. Because I guess whatever reality show was going to replace Cody and Brandy Rhodes reality show was going to be, you know, dealing with AEW talent. And now it's not even on the table anymore. So, you know, we think about the death of WCW and it really had everything to do with AOL Time Warner. Here we are. I don't know. Um, I just think that I love this stuff. And, and there's a reason why we still talk about this as people who are 40 plus and been watching it for so long. And, and stuff like this is just stupid to me. Like, that's the end game of all this. Like, this is dumb. It's not entertaining. I know people want it to be at work so they can feel entertained by it, but right. the good things they have that could be a worker right there in front of them, and they're not using them. Yeah. That's just why I don't think this is a work. Police are involved. We'll know more. Maybe more has come out since we've been recording. Who the hell knows? But I just think this is bad, bad for the wrestling business in general, and, and some people will think that I'm wrong, but I think it's bad for the business. Yeah, I um, I agree with you because we're talking about wrestling for all the wrong reasons. Like, and that's and that's what it comes down to is we're not talking about a great story. We're not talking about something that would that that should have been more compelling than what it was. And the reason it's not the compelling news item out of the out of the weekend is because the guy decided to air his laundry at, at a at a at a media scrum, a press conference, if you will. And that's that's too bad. Um, it, you know, can we can we can we retire Baron Corbin socks and just do Phil Brooks socks instead? Because like, I'm there. I'm there. Phil Brooks, you suck. You're a terrible person. What's funny is that there's a uh, there's now a report that from that that's I guess Phil Brooks and and Ace Deal side of the story that they kicked the door down. Yeah, that's what I'm in. saying. Is I. Yeah. And the fight that's, was that's was, why the that's why I exaggerated the joke about because yeah. A Steel allegedly bit um right. Kenny Omega and like yeah, they, they super kicked the door down. Not like, only that, but like now they're saying that this report of, of Punk and Steel side says that A Steel was trying to defend his wife, which by the way, his wife is Lucy Mendez, who's been on this show way back in the day, um, and has refed for AEW on Dark because of that relationship because she's no longer wrestling now so yeah it's just god who knows um who 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 knows i have no idea um but yeah i I don't know but i just the mjf thing was very well done 
the MJF thing was one of the best pieces of business that AEW has ever done. Not his departure, whatever, but the way they had him return. While there is a thing or two that I would nitpick and change, does not matter. The MJF thing was 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 well done, and and I thought it was a great launching pad for something really cool. And here we are still, forty eight hours later, nobody's fucking talking about it because of this right. other bullshit. And that to me is bad. And that to me is something that that I don't like. And and goes against all the wonderful things that I just talked about with the wrestling business. So get your shit together because I don't want AEW to die. I really don't. Like for all the stuff I criticize, for everything I say, it's a great place for people to work. It's a great place for people to make money who wouldn't otherwise be able to make that money. It's I think that the WWE needs somebody out there, even if they're not competition, it still keeps them in check. It still keeps them in line. It still makes them think differently about their product. And I think that's a good thing. And and something that that could only benefit the company long term. So get your clown show together and and get your shit straight because we need AEW to be successful. Even if we don't watch it, I don't want to watch it all the time. Right. The two episodes that I liked that I watched recently, we talked about a few weeks ago on the show, had no young bucks except for them getting beat up by Adam Cole and his crew by the Undisputed Era. Basically, had no Kenny yep. Omega and had no CM Punk, and I enjoyed right. that. And everybody we're talking about now is a Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and CM Punk. Well, according to Meltzer, according to Meltzer, Chris Jericho and John Moxley rescheduled to appear on AEW Dynamite. Good. Good. And and I hope, like I said, I would put the belt on Moxley right away and let him tell a story with it because I know he could do it. Acknowledge me. And that is going to do it for this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco Show. We appreciate you listening. We hope you had a good time. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with more topics, more fun, and and just a whole lot of good shit here on the Greg DeMarco Show. Another list, some great stuff to talk about. Who the hell knows? But it'll be a lot of fun. Hey, in honor of another return to WWE, let's send the show off in a great way. I'm Greg DeMarco. He's Patrick O'Dowd at Chairshot Greg at Wrestling Realist. W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T at Chairshot Media. It's thechairshot.com. All your favorite things out there. It's sports, it's entertainment, it's sports entertainment. It is thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Share the show, tell people about it, have a good time. That's what all this is about. And we will talk to you right here next week. me this is my yard now dean fucking ambrose you just made the list acknowledge me thechairshot.com always use your head say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.